Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Raising Healthy Eaters podcast. I'm Bridget, your host and founder of Raising Healthy Eaters. This is a really exciting episode because it is the first in our 10 episode series on the do's and don'ts of feeding kids. Throughout this series, I'm going to teach you 10 ways to eliminate mealtime battles and create an environment where your child of any age is more willing to eat. So even if you're dealing with picky eating, this is a great place to start. Now, our focus today is all about the roles that we as parents and caregivers and our children have when it's time to eat. As parents, I think we automatically feel that our children's eating experiences are entirely our responsibility. And that's why it's so hard when they don't eat or push away their vegetables or gag on their chicken and refuse to eat it ever again. We start to feel like we're failing at a very basic parental role. But it's because we don't realize that we're only responsible for part of the feeding and eating experience and our children are responsible for the rest. We're not actually failing at anything. We're just getting our jobs mixed up. And I think that's really great news and I hope you find some comfort in that. When we scale back and take care of the jobs that we're responsible for while letting our children handle their mealtime roles, things start to fall into place and meals become a much better experience for everyone. The idea of mealtime jobs was pioneered by a woman named Ellen Satter, who is also a registered dietitian, in a system referred to as the Division of Responsibility. There have been decades of research on this system that have proven its effectiveness with all children, even those with special needs. A lot of what you're going to hear today relates to that division of responsibility. Let's get started and talk about our, the parents' roles and responsibilities when it comes to feeding kids. So job number one for us is to choose what to eat. That means you make the decisions about what will be cooked, what will be offered, or what will be purchased for every meal and snack. Often we let our children make this decision because we're afraid they won't eat what we pick, but then our kids end up eating the same foods over and over and over, and they don't get the opportunity to learn to like new and different foods. And this is something that over time can actually lead to picky eating. So when you choose what food will be served at meals, you can ensure a variety of foods are offered that your kids are routinely exposed to different foods, and that they're eating a balanced diet. So there's a lot of benefit to you being the one who chooses what to eat. Okay, so let's talk about our second job. I want to keep this real simple. And our second job as parents is to set the meal and snack schedule. You want to build a consistent routine for the time that breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks will be offered. This is really important for a few reasons. First, your child has the chance to become hungry between meals and snacks, which means they will be ready to eat. 
if they don't have a schedule and they're kind of snacking, grazing, eating whenever they want, they probably won't be hungry for that delicious dinner that you just made. Second, when you set the meal and snack schedule, it reassures children that there will be another opportunity to eat soon, particularly if they didn't eat much of the previous meal because they are going to be hungry. It can be comforting to them to know that, all right, I know we're going to have a snack at three, so we're getting close. Now, you don't have to be super rigid with the schedule. Flexibility certainly is welcome here. I'll give you the example. In my home, we usually try to do dinner around 5.30 p.m., but there are nights when we might not eat until 6 or 6.30 because life happened. You know, stuff came up or it took longer to get dinner figured out than planned. So having a little bit of wiggle room on either side of the time you've set is totally fine. And if you're off schedule, just let your kids know, hey, I know we normally try to do this at 530, but we're running a little bit behind. Let me get you a small snack and we'll have dinner in an hour. Now, moving on to our third and final job in the mealtime experience, and that is to decide where to eat. Maybe you eat most of your meals at the table, but some might be at grandma's house and others might be at a restaurant. And maybe once in a while you do one on the living room floor for a dinner and movie night. We like to do that in our house once in a while. You know, it's a treat for the kids. The idea here is that a specific area has been designated for eating and children are expected to sit down and eat. And this does two things. One, it clarifies those expectations for your child, which prevents them from running all over the house with food. And two, it helps your child actually focus on eating and whether or not they're hungry. And you'll see why that's important when we move on to the child's jobs. But I would actually add on one more thing here. And and I think that whenever we tell our children where we're going to eat, it opens up the opportunity for family meals. Family meals have been shown to be so beneficial for kids in so many ways, even outside of nutrition and physical health. It's good for their social development. It's good for bonding and the relationships in the family. And those family meals really are a great tool. So to recap our three mealtime jobs, they are, one, we choose what to eat, two, we choose when to eat, And three, we choose where to eat. And that's it. So if you've done these three things, you are covered and can feel confident that your role in feeding has been fulfilled. There are a few caveats depending on the child's age. And so I will circle back to this at the end. But for now, just know that you've got your three jobs for kids that span the majority of the age ranges. So now let's move on and talk about our kids' jobs. And this is where it gets tricky for parents because it does require that we let go of our expectations for our child's eating. And those outcomes we're wanting to see, we really do have to let go of those. And and that's often the hardest thing for us to do. The first job our children have at mealtimes is to decide whether or not to eat. 
Yes, your child is responsible for deciding if they want to eat what has been offered. They might decide to only eat one or two things from their meal. They might decide to eat nothing from the meal. And they could decide to eat all of it and want seconds. All of this is okay. All of this is completely normal. And as long as your child is making this decision, they're good to go. They actually become more confident in their eating abilities and over time might grow into more adventurous eaters, which means you could find them trying stuff you never thought they would eat. Now for job two for your kiddos at mealtime, and that is they decide how much to eat. Now this is a continuation from their first job. They are the ones responsible for the amount they eat. Again, this can be the amount of any part of the meal or the entire meal. But this job is particularly important, and I alluded to that just a few minutes ago, because it allows children to get in touch with what their bodies need and decide the best course of action. If they feel hungry, they'll eat. And if they don't feel hungry, they won't eat. And this is something called self-regulation. Babies are experts at it. We are all born being experts at self-regulation. Toddlers and older kids can be really good at it too if we continue to allow them to decide how much they need to eat. And the beauty in self-regulation is that children grow into the right size for their own body and they develop that healthy relationship with food which follows them into adulthood. So I know a lot of parents find comfort knowing that as adults, their children might not have the same struggles they've had with food because we're allowing them to self-regulate as children. Now for job number three for your child at mealtime, that is to set the eating pace. This is something that came up a lot in the early intervention setting that I worked in because a lot of the kiddos with developmental delays or disabilities tend to eat a little more slowly than their peers. So I had a lot of questions about how long should it take for them to get through dinner? Like, when do I put an end to it? And it really is important if you have the time to let your child set the eating pace, particularly if you have a baby who is being spoon-fed, because you want to offer another bite when they're ready. Feeding too fast or too slowly can be really frustrating for a baby and reduce their enjoyment of the feeding process, which over time could lead to some feeding problems. However, all kids have different eating temperaments which means they're going to approach meals completely differently. And if you have more than one kid, you've probably seen this, that each one has a different style, a different pace, kind of a different attitude toward food and mealtime. So some of them might speed through and be done eating really quickly, while others just take their time. You know, they're not in any kind of hurry. And unless you're on a schedule, I'd say let your child decide how long they need in order to eat the right amount for them. Okay, those are your child's three jobs to choose if they eat, how much they eat, and how quickly to eat it. Now, as I mentioned, there are a few exceptions to these jobs, which mostly apply to infants and young babies 
but they can be appropriate for kids with disabilities depending on their feeding ability. For young infants, you are responsible for deciding what to eat. That's either going to be breast milk or formula. And obviously, you decide the methods. Is it bottle feeding or breastfeeding? But that is your only responsibility for infants. The infant handles everything else. They decide when to eat, where to eat, whether or not to eat, and how much. And this all aligns with the recommended practices of feeding on demand and responsive feeding. And those are things I will talk about more in future episodes. Now, when we're talking about babies who are learning to eat solids, the parents still decide what the child is fed. The baby decides if they want to eat it and how much. But what we see happen is the when we eat and the where we eat tend to fall into this gray area where essentially baby and parent need to work together. And this is an area where responsive feeding is really important. For example, you might have your set meal schedule, but the little guys who are learning to eat solids still need to eat more frequently than older children. And you might find yourself in Target and they are starving and they need something to eat. And you get out a little go-go squeeze and let them have a go-go squeeze as a snack while you're getting your shopping done. That is kind of how it works with babies at that stage until they are old enough to get to the point where they can wait and really adhere to that mealtime routine that you've set. So we've talked about our three jobs as the parents and caregivers, which are choosing what to eat, where to eat, and when to eat. And we've talked about our kids' jobs, which is whether or not to eat, how much to eat, and how quickly to eat. And this is our first do of feeding kids. You do your jobs and let your children do theirs. Now, I realize this isn't always as easy to do or implement as we'd expect, and it certainly dredges up a lot of worry and emotions for parents. If you want in-depth tips on making this work and some support directly from me, you can join us at Raising Healthy Eaters, and you can go check out our website at www.raisingmyhealthyeater.com. So that's it for today. I hope this was some helpful information for you. Thank you again for tuning in to the Raising Healthy Eaters podcast. I'm looking forward to our next episode in this 10-episode series. If you have any questions or requests, send them to me on Instagram or Facebook at Healthy Eaters Official. All right, you guys, go have a wonderful day.